Welcome to the Ocean Hills Podcast. Our hope is that today's message would help you connect more deeply with God and with others. If you would like more information on what is happening in the Ocean Hills community, check out our website at oceanhills.org or download the Ocean Hills app. If you are encouraged by our ministry and would like to partner with us financially, you can give through your mobile device by texting Ocean Hills to 77977. We hope you enjoy this message. And so let's just stay in that moment, in those words, Waymaker. God, you are the one who makes a way when there seems to be no way. And uh, here we are again in COVID and uncertainty and setbacks and rewind and frustration. Father, we come to you as our Waymaker and we turn to you because where else would we turn? You are the promise keeper. You're the miracle worker. You're the one who is the light of the world. And we turn to you this Thanksgiving week and we say, Father God, would you make a way? Would you turn our country around? Would you turn this pandemic around? As your people, we cry out to you and we pray this week of Thanksgiving. Lord, we pray that you would humble us and that you would fill us with hearts that overflow with gratitude. Thank you, God, for your love. Thank you for your word. And thank you for the spirit of God that fills us. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I want you to imagine with me, good morning, Ocean Hills. Imagine with me that uh, you have a close friend who visits Santa Barbara this week and gets an Airbnb and is with their family and up here. And you hear uh, or you see on um, Instagram or Facebook that they're in town. And so you reach out to them, you hit them up, you say, hey, I see you're in town. Uh, Would love to grab a coffee. Uh, No response. You hit them up again. Maybe you call, you leave a voicemail. Hey, I saw you're in town. I don't know if you're jammed up or not. Maybe you're just with family, but... If you could free up, would love to grab an hour, maybe go for a walk, just miss seeing you, it's great. No response. Third time, you're like, gosh, okay, well, I'll call them, I'll email them, I'll text them. You're trying all, all, all the avenues, all the channels. No response. How would that make you feel? You might, to give them the benefit of the doubt, you might go, well, they're probably just with family and checked out. But wouldn't you at least want a response wouldn't you want them to say, hey, thanks for the message. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally jammed up this week, but thinking of you, or it's not a good time, or, but no response. What does that mean? No response. You know, all the research in marriage that John Gottman has done over 40, 50 years. In fact, here's, what he, here's one of his major discoveries. He said, there's the masters and the disasters. The masters, one of the key findings, couples that are thriving, flourishing, close, growing strong, healthy marriages, they say yes to each other over 90% of the time. That's responsiveness. Those are the masters. But the disasters in marriage, they say yes to each other less than 30% of the time. You know what that is? I'll call it unresponsiveness. This whole idea of responsiveness is our theme this morning. It's so important in 
relationships that if you want to have close, strong, healthy, flourishing, thriving relationships, you have to become a responsive person. And if you want to become more like Jesus Christ, if you want to have a close, strong, deep relationship with the living God, you have to choose to become a responsive person. And that's the R word in this series on becoming more like Jesus. We're going through seven R's. Today's R word is responsive. And so uh, I'm going to walk us through three reflections that I have on a life of responsiveness to God. How do we become a more responsive person? There's three areas that I, I want to invite us into this morning that God's people, if you're a follower of Jesus and you want to mature and grow up spiritually and become the man or the woman that, that God dreams for you to become, you have to be responsive in three areas. One, Responsive to God's love. Responsive to God's love. That, in fact, is the first step, right? Threaded throughout the biblical story from Genesis to Revelation is the story of a creator who's the source of love. Our creator God, the Lord God Almighty, Yahweh, Jehovah, He is the source of of love, and he's the God who will and has gone to great lengths to show you, to prove to you that you are loved by him, that he'll do anything so that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, he's leaving no room for you to doubt whether or not he loves you. And that's what we find in scripture, that God just keeps pursuing us not with a pointed finger or shaking his fist, but with open arms, with a warm heart, because he adores you. He adores us. Listen to these words out of Ephesians chapter 1. Long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind. He'd settled on us as the focus of his love settled on you as the focus of his love. And then look at Romans chapter five. But God put his love on the line. I love that. God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we were of no use whatever to him. You see, God is a God of love. He's a God who pursues us. He's a God who sacrificed. That's the whole biblical story in Christ. In Jesus Christ, we read that he gave his life on the cross for us. Look at John 3, 16 and 17. Again, so foundational. For this is how God loved the world, of which you're part. This is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. That's not just life in eternity. That's eternal life right here today, a full, rich, meaningful, satisfying, abundant life. And then it goes on to say, verse 17, which a lot of people don't read, God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, 
but to save the world through him. God did not come into this world to bring judgment. Jesus came into this world to bear judgment, to take our sin upon him. And so the posture that is most natural to God is this, the cross, open arms. That's his most natural posture, not this, not angry. It's warmth, it's love. He's reaching out to you and to me. And when we begin to grasp this love and respond to it, we begin a relationship with him. But you know, I wanna just speak to some of you. Some of you, your experience spiritually is at one time you raised your hand, you got saved. You said, okay, and, and you made a spiritual commitment. And you're kind of like, okay, I guess, I guess that's what it means just to be a Christian. I want you to know God has so much more available for you. There's so much more for you besides just, I'm saved. There's comfort of his presence. There's strength for the stress of what you're going through. There's peace that passes understanding. There's purpose for your life that when you get up in the morning, you have a reason to live. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I'm part of a men's group. We've been together, gosh, 15 plus years, a bunch of uh, guys that I just love and adore. And one of the guys, Patrick, hosted us out at the Clay studio uh, for a dinner. And so we were out there and uh, it was fantastic. And uh, we started out and he made, I'm just gonna go on record, he made the most amazing soup. It's called Chipino. And it's the best Chipino I've ever had. I mean, it had garlic, it had tomatoes, it had mussels, it had clams, it had shrimp. It was just luscious. And then that deep red broth, it was, I'm eating this and I'm going, this is unbelievable. This is so good. And then he says, hey, there's more available. He says, anybody want some hot sourdough bread to go with that? I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Bring that bread on, dude. So all of a sudden this big basket of bread, we're all diving into that, butter, pass the butter. We're dipping it in there and we're going this, it doesn't get any better than this. And then he says, hey, there, there's more soup available. If, if, you, if you're done, go get more. I mean, it was incredible. Then, to top it off, we're full and he says, hey, I don't know if you're ready for more, but my wife Diane made homemade apple crisp and some vanilla ice cream for those of you that are ready for more. Ah, oh, so, so good, so good, so good. And you know what? That story, it just makes me think that there are some of you that don't know that there's more available. You're settling for just kind of showing up and you're sitting there and maybe you just have a little soup. There's so much more available in God's love for you than, than you've experienced or that you've tasted. There's so much more. And so responsiveness to God's love, it begins with you saying yes. It begins with you RSVPing to God. He's saying, I love you. 
And you have to respond to that text, to that email, to that voicemail. That's the way we show God that we love him back, by responding to his love. And Thanksgiving week, what a great week to respond to the love of God this week. Make it a priority this, this day. Make it a priority to say, God, thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending Christ to die on the cross for my sins. Thank you for bringing comfort, for bringing strength, for bringing peace, for bringing provision. Thanks for guarding my heart, guarding my life. Thanks for guiding me. I mean, there's just so much to be thankful for. His love that he continues to uh, reveal and pour out into your life. So that's the first it's being responsive to God's love. The second is being responsive to God's word. We call that the Bible. Now, for some of you, the Bible feels archaic. It feels outdated. It's restrictive. It's chauvinistic. It's irrelevant. And I'm wondering, though, if you've ever read the Bible. Because when you read the Bible and you begin to invite God to speak to you through the scriptures, and you read it, and then you let it read you, and it becomes life-giving and soul-nourishing and transformational and nourishing to your soul and wisdom to lead you on the best pathway for your life. Listen to these words, Hebrews chapter 4. For the Word of God, speaking about the Bible, the Word of God is what? Alive and powerful. The scripture is alive. There's something happens spiritually. It's a mystery. But when you read the word, it's a, it's a living document. And God uses it to nourish your soul, to change your mind, to convict your heart. And then Matthew chapter 4, Jesus, he said himself, It's written that man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. The Word of God, it's nourishing to your soul. It will feed your famished soul. And then Matthew 7, the words of Jesus, he tells this story. Everyone who hears my word, my teaching, and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man, a wise person, uh, who built his house on an unshakable foundation when the rains fell and the flood came with fierce winds beating upon his house it stood firm because it's strong foundation but everyone who hears my word or my teaching and does not apply it does not do what it says does not apply it to his life could be compared to a foolish man who built his house on the sand when it rained and rained and the flood came, the wind and the waves beating against the house. It collapsed and was swept away. What's the meaning of this? Jesus is saying, my word, my teaching, when you follow it, it becomes an unshakable foundation. You're going to face storms in your life. We're in a pandemic right now, and how we respond to that, if we get rooted in the Word of God, if we get grounded, if we allow the Word of God to do the work of God in our lives, we and our life and our relationship, we become an unshakable foundation. But if we don't read the Word and then do it, apply it, those storms when they come, our life, our house, it collapses. That's what Jesus said, and we're swept away. 
I want you to know that when God speaks to you through His Word, it's not like just some vague thing. I want you to know it will be personal, it will be practical, and it will be possible. It's going to be personal. God's going to revive your soul. He's going to take His Word and connect it to your feelings, your situation, whatever the stresses you're facing, whatever the, where you need Him to make a way where there seems to be no way. He will speak to you through His Word. Even though it was written thousands of years ago, it's a timeless truth that speaks to me today. It'll also be practical. It's not like some kind of theory. It's about real life and how to live and how to make my most important relationships healthy and life-giving. And then it's possible. God doesn't ask us to do something that, that's impossible to do. It's possible. God's Word is doable. And so we put it into practice. When we let God's Word have its way in us and we're responsive, you don't just read it and memorize it, but you live it out. When that happens, your life becomes like a tree, Psalm 1 says, where you're planted next to a river, a stream, and you bear fruit of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness. Do you want to have a life that looks like that? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, self-control, goodness, all of those things. That's what the person of God, the follower of Jesus, looks like when we become people who respond to His love and to His Word. And then the third point is responsive to the Spirit of God, responding to God's Spirit. L listen to this verse, Galatians 5.25. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading. Let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Did you know that when you put your faith in Christ, God deposits His Spirit inside of you. God's Holy Spirit lives in you to guide you along the best pathway for your life. So following the Spirit's leading in every part of your life has to do with relationships and money and children and marriage and politics and your relationship with your dad and your legacy, all of this, every part of your life responsive to the Holy Spirit means following the Spirit's leading, asking God every morning, God, awaken me to your presence. Remind me of the man, the woman that you want me to be. Help me to just lean into the meaning of my life, to live a life of love. And so this whole idea of responding to the Spirit, you know, God, I have a friend who says, respond to the nudges and the checks. God's Spirit will nudge you. That's kind of God elbowing you. He's whispering. He's getting your attention. There's there's somebody he puts into your heart and mind that needs you to call them, to text them, that needs you to be a blessing to them, maybe to support them, maybe to pray for them. But God will use these gentle nudges. And responding to the Spirit is listening and paying attention to those nudges. But then also paying attention to the checks. A check in your spirit, that's... That's when there's something that gives you pause. That's the discomfort, a question mark. 
It's a yellow light. It's that business deal. I wrote this in my notes. That business deal that's too good to be true. It's uh, that amazing job offer, but you got to be on the road away from your wife and kids 125 nights uh, a year, and you're traveling alone, and you're like, I don't think I have the strength to do that. It's that decision you feel pressured to make. Responsiveness to the check it might mean walking away. It might mean running away. It might mean saying no uh, and bringing others into the decision. Listen to this verse, Galatians 5.16, as I wrap this up. As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit. Let me say that again. As you yield freely and fully the Spirit's working and you're surrendering to the Spirit. You're paying attention. You're listening. What does it say? You will abandon the cravings of your self-life, of being a selfish person. When you're responding to the Holy Spirit, the Spirit's moving in you. You'll become a less selfish person. You'll become a more selfless person. And so let me close. In Hebrews chapter 4, we read this. God says to us, today, not next week, today, if you hear my voice, do not harden your hearts. Today, if you hear God's voice, do not harden your hearts. That means don't be unresponsive. And so I'm going to call you to respond right here, right now, in real time. There are some of you today, I'm going to ask you right now in this moment to say yes to respond to God's love, to say, yes, I want to receive God's love. I want to receive his forgiveness. I want God to, to wrap me in his loving arms. Some of you today, it's saying yes to the word of God. You're a Christian, but you don't read the Bible. You don't study it. You don't let it nourish your soul. Today's the day that you say, yes, I'm going to find my chair, that place every day, and meet with God as I let him speak to me in the word. And then finally... There are some of you, the Holy Spirit feels like, woo, it's a little too spooky, creepy, I don't know, mysterious. Today you say, I'm gonna let the Spirit lead my life. I'm gonna follow the Spirit's leadings, the checks, the nudges. I'm gonna pay attention to those. When God puts people into my mind, I'm gonna respond uh, in that way. And so this Thanksgiving, I think a way you say thank you to God is by saying yes to Him. That's how you respond to God. When you're responsive to him, that is your thanksgiving. So let me pray. Father God, you know every heart right now. I pray every heart tuned in, watching, listening. I pray for a soft heart, not a hard heart. A responsive heart, not an unresponsive heart. Not a heart that's distracted or too busy or uh, too caught up in sin. Lord, today I pray that uh, the soil of our hearts would be receptive to your love, to your word, and to your spirit. And I pray that everybody watching would commit to one of those today. Respond, say yes to God's love. Say yes to reading and studying God's word. Or say, today's the day I'm saying yes to letting the Holy Spirit lead me. I'm going to respond. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Happy Thanksgiving. Have a great week. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. He's better than you think. 
Before you re-enter your day, we hope that you will take just a few moments to pause and respond to what God has put on your heart through this message. Thank you again for listening to the Ocean Hills podcast. For access to more sermons, visit the Watch and Listen page on OceanHills.org or find them on the Ocean Hills app.